you're always burning nutrition. You're always using it. You're always building new cells. I mean, uh, your eyes are soft cell tissue. You replace them every 11 to 12 months. Uh, you, folks, you got to build it out of something, and it's nutrition that you build it from. It's not calories. We get plenty of calories. We don't get enough nutrition. Well, Bert, we got 30 seconds. I, I want to tell you this. I, uh, it's always a joy to have you on the show with me, that's for sure. Well, hey, you, you get me all excited about things again. So <laughs> I, I love being on. It's, it's been, been a, a, a real honor to, to be on the radio with you. Well, and, and also uh, remember, folks, put God first. He'll bless you. I promise you, if you'll love God, he'll love you back. And when the Creator loves you, that's a big thing. Until next time, may God bless all of you with abundant health. Thank you for listening to today's health update. If you liked what you heard and wish to hear it again, or if you'd like to share it with someone you know, then remember that it's as simple as going to www.nhcherbs.com. That web address again is www.nhcherbs.com. Scroll down and click on the microphone and choose the title that you wish to hear. You can also go to the NHC Herb Shop in Killen, Herbs and More in Athens, or Reflections in Lawrenceburg. If you heard about something you liked and would like to learn more or to order, remember, go to that same website or call 256-757-0660. That number again is 256-757-0660. Remember, when you use the website or call, use the promo code TODAY'S HEALTH UPDATE at checkout and receive a 20% discount off our regular retail prices. That's a 20% savings when you use today's health update at checkout. We'll teach you how to support your health doing it God's way using His creations instead of man's way using His concoctions. Until next time, may God bless you with abundant health. The opinions expressed in this program are those of the advertiser. WKAC is not responsible for any claims or representations made and does not endorse or recommend any products or services mentioned. If you've got a question or comment for WKAC, give us a call 24-7 on our listener line. That number is 256-434-1080. We'd like to hear your ideas, your likes, and, yes, your dislikes. Call the WKAC listener line at 256-434-1080 and leave us your message. If there's something we do that you enjoy or if you've got a suggestion about something you think we can do better, call us anytime at 256-434-1080. The listener line. We're waiting to hear from you at 1080 WKAC. WKAC. Wednesday weather. It's going to be a windy and warm day today. Temperatures easily in the mid-70s. And if we get a little more sun, we might actually hit 80 degrees in a few areas. We're talking wind gusts 25 to 30 miles an hour during the afternoon hours. And temperatures tonight stay in the 60s with that strong south wind continuing. It's tomorrow. Things completely go the opposite. A strong northwest wind after morning showers. And that cold front's going to be dropping temperatures into the 40s by 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So just be prepared for that. I'm WAFF 48 First Alert Chief Meteorologist Brad Travis on WKAC. Weather, a service of First State Bank in Athens. Stop by and see Athens City President Ray Neeson staff for all your financial needs, including Internet banking. First State Bank, Highway 72, directly across from Bojangles. First State Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. From the Tennessee Valley. WKAC Athens. 
No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Nine thirty-two. It is on a cloudy, uh, kind of a typical November day, uh, Wednesday morning. Bill Matthews is with us with the Rose Law. Good morning to you, Bill. Good morning. How you doing? Doing great. How's business? Uh, business is still real busy. So there's there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, you know, I'm I do I'm, I do a bunch of real estate. And that's real busy, and then I do. Uh, <clears throat> I do a um, bunch of uh, other stuff, uh, probate and domestic relations, and it's, it's all busy. I, I did have so, so one thing that was interesting that happened on um, one of my cases that I that I was kind of interested is one of these cases where uh, you know people contact, um, they'll call up, they'll call up somebody over the phone right. uh, that they saw on TV, call up one of those attorneys that's on TV. And that attorney basically got the case settled, and and then the the person came in the person came in to see me, and and uh, um, you know I got I got you know another attorney associated, and we were working on the case, and one of the things that went undiscovered was that this person that was in the wreck, uh, we subpoenaed the medical records. Mm-hmm. Well, the person the person was under the influence of four different drugs. Really? Yeah. So we submitted that to the sheriff's department, and the sheriff um, is is uh, w- w- to the district attorney. The district attorney has charged him with DUI, mm. and that wouldn't have happened. You know, had you had you gone through and handled the case just real fast, right? It'd been done, and that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. And then and then the other thing, really, the person should be charged with murder, and they're looking. Well, you know, they charge him with manslaughter. They right. You know, because you know, if you're if you're a DUI, you're not really intentionally trying to kill somebody. Right. So it's more of a manslaughter. Manslaughter is where you're reckless, right. and your reckless behavior kills somebody. Yeah. And uh, that's and they're they're looking at that, and they may charge him with manslaughter based on the evidence that we can produce to him. But I was I was kind of proud of the fact that uh, you know it was a case that that it had it been handled. You know, on, on, with, with these lawyers that want to get in the case, get you a check quick, right? And then get out of the case. Right. That by uh, by a, a thoughtful process and in investigating the case, we got evidence and we turned it over to the district attorney, and and, and this person is going to going to get prosecuted because what's going to keep this person from doing it again? Right. You know. So what's the penalty for? Uh but normally speaking, penalty for a manslaughter. So I think I think what you usually what you're seeing is you get a 20 year sentence, but you'll serve five years of it. Yeah. Okay. Now that's a far cry from what happened to the man that killed my dad back in 1984. Yeah. And he was three times the legal limit, and his sentence what uh, wasn't a felony. And he went to jail and he served the weekends for six months. He went to jail and served on weekends for six months. And after six months, he didn't have to go to jail and serve on the weekends. And he was able to get his driver's license back. And walk in the streets. Walk in the streets. Hmm. And he was three times the legal limit, and he killed my dad. Well, let, me, let me ask you. This, this has I was 21 years old. 
This has nothing to do with. So that means that was not 18 years ago. Yeah. Because uh, I'm 39. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Some people believe that, but I don't, you know. What are you thinking about this uh, uh, case of the kid that, that they've got on trial uh, and uh, they're trying to convict him of yeah. murder? So what? That was it was a bombshell testimony when What's the bombshell testimony? bombshell testimony. So that three people were killed. One person that was still alive. He killed three people. Right. But the person that was alive, he testified that he approached the kid. Before the kid fired any bullet, mm-hmm. kid was on the ground on his back. He had a gun drawn and was approaching the kid before he fired his gun. Mm-hmm. So he fi- he fired his gun, and that's self-defense. That's textbook self-defense. So he shouldn't right. get off on that case. Right. Um, so the the what in self-defense, what you're able to show is what your mental status was. So his mental status, when that guy was approaching him, he was afraid that he was going to be either killed or injured severely. So your mental status is 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 evidence at trial. And so because of that, it's very, very evident that his mental status was he fired his gun because he was being approached. So he's, the kid's on the ground. He's yeah. got a gun, but he hadn't. He right. fired the gun. He's, he's on the ground. He's been knocked to the ground by them. Yeah. They knocked him to the ground. And he's running away from them. Right. And so th- th- one of the guys comes up to him with a gun. He doesn't shoot him, but he, yeah. he comes up to him with a gun. And the kid thinks his life's being threatened, so that's when he shoots the the, yeah. the, the fellow. Right. Is that right? He shoots. Yeah, that's when he shoots the fellow. Okay. And now he's been charged with more stuff than that. Now, I noticed the judge dismissed one of the cases against him that he's even had a gun. Yeah. He dismissed that against him, but they got him charged with a bunch of stuff, so they may be able to get him on something that's lesser included and still make him serve 20 years in jail. Yeah. But uh, there, here's one thing that I'm disappointed in is um, I've noticed that they're trying to make this into a racial issue. Well, the three people he shot and killed are all white. It's all whites. It's yeah. whites fighting whites. Yeah. There's nothing racial about it. Except he was at a Black Lives meeting, Matter meeting. No, it wasn't a Black Lives Matter. Oh, it was. It was. It was. It was. It was. They were burning down buildings. Oh, okay. It wasn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't a. Uh, a meeting that he went to. It's he's inside a city that's on fire. Oh, I got you. And so the, he's just going to see what's right. going on. He's he's there to protect whatever business he was he was protecting. Oh, okay. He was protecting his particular business. I got you. And then he tried to run away. Right. And they they. And they, they basically hawked him down, uh-huh. knocked him down to the ground. And he had a gun, and he, he started shooting. Yeah. But the thing is, it's, blame him. I'd shoot too. it's white on white. Yeah. It's white on white. Yeah. Okay. But we're trying I to make had, it I into I followed the case real well. Yeah. So, you know. Uh-huh. But, uh, okay. I just wanted to, because you see, you, I, I, I don't watch. I have regulated myself to not watch TV. You know, I don't watch network news. I think yeah. network news is slanted to one side. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not, I don't think it's true. I right. don't think most of it is just, well, it's, I mean, it's fake de- news. It's depressing. Yeah. I, I have, my, my life as a general rule has been a whole lot better since I quit watching that junk. You know, I'll, I'll watch a little local news just to catch maybe some weather and sports and I have to put up with their little whatevers. 
There's one of the stations in Huntsville that's extremely liberal, and I, I don't care anything about watching them, but I won't name which one it is. Yeah. And uh, so, but that's it. That's beside the point. But I, I, every time I, you know, the AP news comes on here, that's a you know lead story. That's a, or I, I flip on the news before I can get to the another channel that has something yeah. that actually has some meat to it. Something that I'd like to watch, like Andy Griffith, yeah. <laughs> intelligent stuff. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, that you know, this this story comes up, and I'm thinking, yeah, gee whiz, this is a so. No, I have not been following the uh, the uh, uh, show, uh, the uh, story. So it's kind of, but it is kind of interesting. It is interesting. Yeah, and Very I didn't realize I didn't realize he, the people he shot were white people. Yes, yeah, so it's just white on white. Now it is it, he he's there is. Um, it's in the, it's yeah, it really in the city. Whether they're white or green, or right? White. It really shouldn't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. we got to we love each other. Yeah, Jesus Christ died for everybody. Right, and we've got to get back to that that we love each other. Yeah, we love each other. All right, let's get on with the program. Two five six two three two six eight two eight is our phone number. If you have a question for Bill Matthews, and our email address is law at wkac ten eighty dot com. Says I believe I am being wrongfully discharged and need legal advice. Said my doctor's recommendation against my taking vaccines due to previous medical reactions were rejected by my employer. I also have religious beliefs that do not support my taking the vaccines. What should I do? I've I've gotten that um, question a bunch, and I don't know what to do. Okay. I mean, there are some people out there. Right. Correct me if I'm right. wrong. And I think that the, the governor of Alabama has made some right. some changes. But there were the, Auburn's football coach, right? Uh, effective. Uh, Originally, uh, November the eighth. Yeah. If, he, if he weren't vaccinated, right. he was going to have to get out of uh, get out of the business. And a lot of Auburn people are hoping maybe he does get out of the business, <laughs> especially the Auburn people like myself who attended the last game and saw them score forty unanswered points. Yeah. But let's not digress. <laughs> yeah, we won't get into that. Yeah. Right. We'll, we'll, but I would I would like to ask you this: Did you stay for the whole game? Well, all right. Um, I mean, because listen, you were Mississippi State was way ahead. You know, I mean, Auburn was right. way ahead of Mississippi so, State at, at halftime. So, oh yeah, oh I, I stayed until we did the onside kick. Yeah. And when we didn't get the onside kick, there was five minutes to go. Oh. We got up and walked out. But the only reason we walked out, we're not trying to not support our team. We're trying to get to the restaurant. Yeah. We want to. We've already. I mean, we've already been beat. Yeah. Let's try to get to the restaurant. And we got to the restaurant, and we, we only had to wait an hour. Yeah. But if we hadn't gotten up and walked out, we'd have to wait two hours. Yeah. So that's the only thing about it. But, All right, but anyway, back to this question. Yeah. What, so what do, you, what do you do in a case like this? Well, uh, so, yeah, I know. What does this person do? Uh, do you have any lunch? I ate lunch, I ate lunch with a guy yesterday. Now, you've had the vaccine. Yeah. You've had it. And Ken, have you had it? Y'all have had it. I haven't had it, but I've had COVID multiple times. And, and – my body has responded well to COVID. I'm just genetically, I'm, I'm blessed to be genetically predisposed to be able to handle it. So I like the way my body handles it. I don't want to mess with that. I don't want to mess with my equilibrium and take the vaccine. But I, but I, but I have um, my nephew, uh, he works for a union in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. He works on the railroad. And they're going to make him take the vaccine. And he doesn't want to take it because of religious reasons. And his main, mainly his wife doesn't want him to take it. And I told him, I said, well, uh, but he didn't have any health problems. This guy's got health problems. But I told him, I said, you know what? You can take the vaccine and keep your job. 
or you can lose your job and not take the vaccine. You're probably going to be sicker if you lose your job because how are you going to provide for those three kids and your wife? Because mm-hmm. he's got a union job. Right. Where's he going to get a job that good? Yeah. Working for the railroad. Mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't lose my job over not taking the vaccine. That seems doesn't seem like, but that's a personal opinion. It's not a legal opinion. It's a right. personal opinion. But this person right here has got medical problems. I ate lunch with a guy who would take the vaccine if he could, but he's got medical problems. Mm-hmm. He's got a medical problem that if he takes the vaccine, you, you know, if you have allerg- allergies, yeah, if, if you have these, if you have allergies, then you got to be careful taking these vaccines. And there's there's one of them where you become paralyzed, right? If you take the flu shot or you take any of these vaccines, you can become paralyzed if you've got allergies, certain kind of allergies. So, but this guy right here, what can he do? And um, uh, you know they've got those lawsuits pending. Uh, that's something else. Uh, so the Fifth Circuit, which was where Texas is, mm-hmm. they ruled that they had to stop mandating the vaccine. Well, there was a lawsuit filed by about. 11 different circuits. So whenever that, is, whenever that is, they have a lottery, a circuit lottery. And the Supreme Court designates um, several judges to choose which circuit's going to handle it. And so um, whatever circuit's chosen is going to have the final say. Well, the circuit that was chosen is the Sixth Circuit. If I'm getting it right, I may be getting all this mixed up. But I know that they're in Ohio. It's the circuits in Ohio. And in that circuit... It's a. It's got a lot of Trump judges that were appointed, mm-hmm. so it's a more conservative circuit. But you don't never know what judge is going to do that are going to be appointed. But it sounds like, basically, the circuit it ended up with, that it's going to be more conservative judges, and they may not make. They may not. Uh, they may not keep be able to keep this mandate. Mm-hmm. Well, you know the thing is, and, and, and I'm. I'm yeah, I got mixed emotions about whether you sh- should take it, whether you shouldn't take it. Of course, I took it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there are those out there that say, well, no, you know, they shouldn't make you take it. But right. no, they make us give kids MMR shots and all these shots before they right. go to school. Uh, we, we took, yeah. uh, you and I both, I don't know when they quit doing it or if they still do. They may still do. You, you took a mumps, measles, and rubella shot, yeah. you know. The, There's a scar on my shoulder for polio it. polio shot, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I, th- I think we're all pretty much okay right. uh no, no, no so i'm not against vaccines all right so my dad my dad when he was 15 had polio he had polio yeah he fought in world war ii have we already talked about this i don't think so so in world war ii in the battle of the bulge they were going to have to leave my dad you know in the back then they'd take anybody right. because the germans and the japanese we're gonna we're gonna they're gonna they were gonna we're gonna lose our country right so in the Battle of the Bulge, they had uh, Patton's army had to march, and they they were going to have to leave my dad by the side of the road because he couldn't keep up. And if they did that, he was certain death. Right. The Germans would find him and kill him, or the or the elements would get him. Well, my dad's best friend said, "No, we're not." And he um, tied my dad's leg to his leg. Really. Uh, another one of the friends carried carried their weapons, and so he had to carry more weight. Another one carried their backpacks. And so my dad wasn't left by the side of the road. But, he, but there was a polio vaccine they came up with, and my dad got the polio vaccine, and it eradicated polio. Right. We're calling this thing a vaccine, and it's just a flu shot. Yeah. It's a flu shot, and you've got to get another one in six months right. and another one, and it works 50% of the time. I'm probating in a state 
Somebody's fully vaccinated, yeah. died of COVID. Right. So, but I'm not against it. It's good to get the vaccine. Right. It's good to get it. Yeah. But this person right here, this person, and, and the reason I, I've, I've signed up to get the vaccine twice, but the only reason I didn't get it is just because it just didn't happen that I didn't get it. And then I caught COVID. Well, once I caught COVID, I like, I like the way my body's doing it. It's right. just a personal choice. But this person's got a medical problem. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is, but he's gone to a medical doctor. Yeah. The medical doctor says, don't get the vaccine. So what's this guy going to do? Yeah. There's nothing that I, that I can file here locally. Right. He just, he's just got to hope that this appeal works. Yeah. All right, let's take a short break here. Hey, it's uh, 948. Rules of Law with Bill Matthews, 256-232-6828. Our email address is law at wkac1080.com. We'll be right back. Athens, Alabama is William G. Matthews. The law offices of William G. Matthews is equipped to handle all your legal needs. Real estate closings, divorce cases, personal injury, social security disability, on-the-job injuries, adoptions, bankruptcies, wills, estates, and probates. There's no need to use an out-of-town law firm when William G. Matthews is local. When you schedule your appointment with William G. Matthews, you meet with him face-to-face. Schedule your appointment today by calling 256-232-2310. Serving Athens and surrounding North Alabama areas, William G. Matthews, Attorney at Law, online at athens-lawyer.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services provided are greater than the quality of legal services provided by other attorneys. Back with Bill Matthews, 256-232-6828, law at WKAC1080.com. This is uh, our program where you can call in and ask questions, email us, and we'll get the answers uh, for you or at least try to. It says, I was involved in an accident where both parties were deemed at fault by the officer, traded infor- information through the officer and told the other party that would be filing on my insurance when I got home and they'd be hearing from them. Well, it says, today I received a letter from a local law firm on behalf of the other party demanding that I provide my insurance policy information and coverage limits. I believe it's called policy limits demand, which necessitates a response within 30 days. And I thought this is weird because that they had already been in contact with my insurance and have this information. Does this mean they, they, they may not have medical coverage at all? It says, at this point, I'd like to seek uh, services of an attorney. Uh, or should I seek uh, services of an attorney? Or am I good with just responding with a copy of the declarations page by now? It says, my car insurance does have coverage for legal defense as part of the bodily injury liability section. <clears throat> do not, do not under any circumstance respond to that local law firm. That's a sneaky tactic by that local law firm. So what are they trying to do? Well, they're trying to find out what your policy limits are. And the only way they should find those out is through the legal process. They have to file. You don't have to disclose your policy limits. Um, so they're, wanting to, they're, going to, they're going to sue for the maximum yeah, amount of Yeah, policy. that's what they want the policy limits. So, you know, if you've got 500,000 policy limits, they're going to say, we want 500,000. If you've got 50, they want 50. They don't, they're not allowed to know that yet. You have to file a lawsuit and subpoena that information. Okay. So, and also, he's got insurance. He's turned it over to his insurance company. He needs to turn this letter over to his insurance company. 
They need, but he needs to be. He needs to be where he he feels that his insurance company is representing him. He needs to tell his insurance company, "I want to talk to my to the attorney that y'all hire. Mm-hmm. I want that attorney to call me, and I want to talk to that attorney." They're paying, and these attorneys cost a bunch of money. It's not like you're coming and hiring Bill Matthews here in Athens, Alabama. They're bringing these insurance companies are bringing attorneys from Birmingham. Mm-hmm. They charge three hundred bucks an hour, three fifty an hour, yeah. and. Um, uh, that's more than Colin Daly makes. That's more than Colin, Colin Daly makes. He don't make two but let me tell you something. Colin Daly's the richest man in town. That's what they tell me. He's just like Jimmy Stewart, and it's a wonderful life. He's got more friends than anybody. Yeah. But anyway, he, <laughs> going back to this question, I, I'm di- digressing today big time. <laughs> going back to this question, Colin, also Colin Daly's standing right here listening to us. <laughs> but anyway, going back to this question, he does not need to communicate at all. He needs to turn everything over to his insurance company, but he needs to tell his insurance company, I want to talk to a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I'm being represented. I know y'all are doing a good job. You know, be real careful, but just for my own, to make me feel better, to make me not worry, I want to talk to the attorney. Okay. That's what he needs to do. So he does not, and, and you never, no, should, uh-uh. should you ever Ep- no, he should turn not. over any kind uh-uh. of document. And that's a sneaky thing that that law firm's done. Ooh, yeah. it's sneaky. Right. Okay. Who is it? You think? I don't know. I have no idea. You, you're seeing the same. <laughs> you're seeing the same thing I'm seeing. I don't know. All right. It says if a home seller is required to dis- is a home seller required to disclose heavily infested roaches in the basement? Um, there's a thing called caveat emptor. Let the buyer beware. But there's there's also if there's also stuff so. So there's a theory that um, the homeowner doesn't have to disclose stuff. There's there's that theory. Caveat emptor, let the buyer beware. But in in the modern day, we have contracts, and somewhere in there, if there's some kind of problem, like somebody called me, and uh, they they mentioned that their house had a lot of mold in it, and it's, and it's going to be lots of money to fix it. Well, the, I think the seller. Uh, should have should have disclosed that, mm. and I think that may be a good lawsuit. Now, the whole thing about there being roaches in the basement is that what they said roaches. 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 It says in the here says recently got the house and discovered it was heavily infested with huge roaches, which wasn't disclosed to us. Well, they won't know if they got a case. And no. if, if the seller's responsible, if I'm just out of luck. Well, the, here's the thing about it: if they've got a case, well, you call up a pest infestation company and. How much are they going to charge you to treat those roaches? What do y'all think? Hundred bucks less. Hundred bucks, and, and they and they need to come back. They need to come back for six months in a row. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, so we're looking at six hundred bucks. So I think he does have a case, but is it worth fooling with for six hundred dollars? Yeah, it's just one of those things you just have to strike. And things happen to you in life, and you just have to say, "Hey, well, I won't get fooled again." Yeah, that won't happen to me again. But I mean, I don't, I'm not in the pest control business. Yeah. But I would assume yeah. that this is a right. fairly easy eradication. Yeah. I mean, you know, with the proper chemicals right. or whatever, you can get rid yeah. of them. And I'm, yeah. I'm kind of with you, 600 bucks or 200 bucks or whatever. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's worth <laughs> But, all right. says, uh, if I have a civil judgment, but the loan is strictly in my wife's name, but being married, my name's on the deed, would that judgment money be taken out of the sale of a house? Yeah, that's the problem. So, uh, um, 
with the loan, but the, it's not. It's it's going to be the key to it's going to be the deed. You know, the, the loan's strictly in her name, but is your name on the deed? So if you're refinancing, you're going to have to pay that off. So being married, my name is on the deed. So one time I had somebody that got divorced, and and the wife signed the deed over to him, and and uh, he came back and admitted. And I know I've told this story before, but he came back and it admitted that we told him to take it and go record it. We asked him, let us record it. But he never did record it, and this was two or three years later. Well, his wife had gotten a um, $20,000 credit card judgment. Well, he had to pay it because she was on the deed. She wasn't on the mor- on the note or anything, but she was on the deed. And so, and you know, he recorded that deed, but he recorded it after they got that judgment. So I'm pretty sure they're gonna, that judgment's going to have to be paid off. Uh, living revocable trust question says, uh, while resident in Tennessee in the 90s had a living revocable uh, trust put in place, have moved, bought new properties, made changes. Uh, Some of my beneficiaries are now deceased. Uh, Would it be easier to replace that living trust with a new one with current Alabama info or stay with the original Tennessee will, uh, the one established already, and just do the updates? Uh, does making a new living trust automatically cancel out the old one, or would that complicate matters? All right, so he said while he was a resident in the 90s, he had a, li- a living revocable trust. He moved and bought new properties and made many changes. All right, so what I'd like to know is that trust in Tennessee, what's in that trust? Is there anything in it? I kind of think if he's living here in Alabama, and this is where he's going to stay, Let's just do it. That's a 90s trust. All the laws changed since then. I think we ought to do a new trust here in Alabama. This is where he lives. And let's get all the real estate put into that trust. And this this Tennessee trust, you know, why would you go up there? And it probably does need to be updated. Yeah. Why would you go up there and hire a Tennessee attorney to update a Tennessee trust when you live in Alabama? Well, now, can, can you, as an Alabama attorney, update a Tennessee trust? No, I can't. That's practicing law in Tennessee. So... Even though they're in Alabama. So here here in Athens, I do a lot of Tennessee closings. So if you've got property in Tennessee, I can do the closing. Mm-hmm. But what happened is I contacted the Department of Insurance, and so I can write title insurance for the Department of Tennessee's insurance. They've certified me to do that. Well, if you, if you close a loan, you don't even have to be an attorney to close a loan. Mm-hmm. You know, there's title companies that don't have attorneys. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't even have to be an attorney to close a loan. Um, and so I can do those two things, but when it comes to doing to preparing the deed, I have to get a Tennessee attorney to prepare my deeds for me. I got you. And I got them preparing deeds all the time. Yeah. They, there's lots of those Tennessee attorneys that know me because I get them to prepare all my deeds. They made a bunch of money off of me over the years. Yeah. And so I could not modify a Tennessee because I'm not I'm not certified to practice in Tennessee, and I don't want to be certified in Tennessee. Mm. There's not enough business to fool with it. I got enough to deal with right here. But even though you are in Alabama and the person's living in Alabama, then because the stuff was written in Tennessee originally, mm-hmm. you cannot modify it. I can't modify it. I could do a new one here. Yeah, right. But why would you spend the money and modify a Tennessee trust? You know, there yeah. has to be some reason. Yeah, I got you. So we, we just need more information. Or there's got to be some reason to do that. But it just seems like to me, you ought to just get a new one down here. Yeah. Okay. Last question, real quick. It says, Mother died, left home to me in her will. So, how did I transfer the title into my name? Mother was also exempt for many years, and there will be back 
And she wants to know if there will be back property taxes owed on the property. I don't believe there will be any back property taxes. We need to probate the mother's will. And when we probate the will, the act of probating the will, the, that, that is filed in the same place deeds are filed. And so that actually puts the uh, real estate into her name. And you don't need to do a new deed. But now that's not always the case. A lot of times people will inherit a house and then they'll want to refinance that house so that they can get money and fix the house up. Right. Well, when you go to the mortgage company, they don't like that. And they want you to do a deed. And so then we'd have to do a deed then because the mortgage company wants the deed, the finance company wants it. Yeah. But you don't have to do the deed. If, you, if you're not borrowing money on it, then you don't have to. Just the act of probating the will acts like a deed. Okay. Colin Daly's chomping at the bits. And Colin looks yes. sharp today. He's he must a, be going to the Lee Greenwood. Uh, he's a good looking. going to the Bucky's groundbreaking. Oh, you're going to yeah. Bucky's groundbreaking. Okay. Yeah. Well, we better get, get on here and get, do it so you can get in here and do it. And don't take this wrong, but I think Colin Daly's a handsome man. Yeah. But don't take that the wrong way. Hey, I have all right bill matthews is back with us next wednesday from 9 30 to 10 he's on the east side of the square 232 2310s his number so get in touch with bill Your attorney in Athens, Alabama, is William G. Matthews. The law offices of William G. Matthews is equipped to handle all your legal needs. Real estate closings, divorce cases, personal injury, social security disability, on-the-job injuries, adoptions, bankruptcies, wills, estates, and probates. There's no need to use an out-of-town law firm when William G. Matthews is local. When you schedule your appointment with William G. Matthews, you meet with him face-to-face. Schedule your appointment today by calling 256-232-2310. Serving Athens and surrounding North Alabama areas. William G. Matthews, Attorney at Law, online at athens-lawyer.com. No representations made that the quality of legal services provided are greater than the quality of legal services provided by other attorneys. From the Tennessee Valley, WKAC Athens. This is AP News. I'm Rita Foley. Day two of jury deliberations in the Kyle Rittenhouse murder trial in Kenosha, Wisconsin. He's accused of shooting two men dead during a night of protest and wounding a third. The AP's Jackie Quinn. The jury wrapped up its first full day of deliberations Tuesday without reaching a verdict. In the highly watched case, which highlights the U.S. divide over guns, racial justice protests, vigilantism, and law and order. Kyle Rittenhouse testified he acted in self-defense in 2020. But prosecutors allege the teen provoked violence, menacing people with an AR-style semi-automatic rifle. The defense is presenting its case today in the murder trial of three white men in the killing of Ahmaud Arbery, a black man they spotted running through their neighborhood. They told police they thought he was a burglar. The prosecution says he was just jogging. The AP's Tim McGuire on this case in Georgia. Father and son Greg and Travis McMichael and their neighbor William Roddy Bryan are on trial. The McMichaels accused of chasing Aubrey in their pickup, Bryan recording the events on his cell phone, including Travis McMichael shooting Aubrey. Defense attorneys say the shooting was in self-defense. I'm Tim McGuire. The number of airline passengers traveling for Thanksgiving this year is expected to rebound to pre-coronavirus pandemic levels. But the TSA says it's ready. Staffing is sufficient, says the TSA administrator. A fierce rainstorm battered parts of Washington state. 
Officials in the small city of Sumas, Washington, near the Canadian border, called the flood devastating. They say about 75 percent of the homes there had water damage. Hundreds of people were evacuated. New COVID infections are rising again, driven mainly by hot spots in states where colder weather is moving people indoors, like New York, for example. This is AP News. Twitter says it's battling misinformation. Twitter is introducing redesigned labels to warn about misinformation. Labels first showed up on Twitter before and after the 2020 election, but the criticism was that they didn't do enough to keep people from spreading obvious falsehoods. The new labels are red and orange to stand out more. Twitter labels three types of misinformation. Manipulated media, such as videos and audio, that could cause real-world harm. Election and voting-related misinformation. And false or misleading tweets related to the coronavirus. Misleading tweets get an orange icon in the words, stay informed. Tweets with more serious misinformation will get 